This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. to connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape here. I am from Community Waikato and I have with me Paula who is from Bramer Trust. How are you today Paula? Great, thank you Holly. Really good. I really love having you here. We don't often get a chance to chat actually in our day jobs. (laughs) That's true, unsurprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's really good to have an opportunity to talk about Bramer and what it is you guys do there generally. People associate Bramer of course with the hospital. So, um, So we can have a conversation today about what Bramer Trust do and their association with the hospital. And then we're going to talk quite specifically about an opportunity for for people who may have an interest in a scholarship. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, a couple of couple of opportunities actually. So fantastic. Yeah, talk so, about those. So let's start with uh, Bremer Trust. Can you give us a bit of a background when the trust started and why and how and all those wonderful things. Yep, absolutely. So everyone, like you say, knows about Bremer Hospital. Um, it once was here in Tainui Street, not just just not far down yes, the road, it was uh, where too. the cancer lodge. Yes. Um, now is, and you'll see the the old steps going up there in the gate, which is which is where the hospital was on the hill. So it was originally a maternity hospital. Oh, I didn't set, know that. Yeah, set up by um, Frances Young, who was a nurse, and she set that up um, really just to meet an unmet need at that time in the community. So that's kind of where the roots came from, I guess. And then over time. Um, she sold the hospital to a group of doctors, local doctors, and it became a surger- surgical hospital. Mm. Um, then in, as Braemar grew over the years, because uh, they're 95 this year, um, they, they outgrew the site basically and then yes. moved over to where they are now. Um, and that was on about 2000. So that's directly across the road from the hospital. Yeah, and that's right. It seemed a surprise at first to go, there's a hospital next door to the hospital. Was there a reason um, for, for putting the site there? Absolutely. I mean, there were there were two really good reasons. One was it used to be the Salvation Army Nest. Yes. Um, so it was quite a big, a big site uh, there. And also... Um, the, the surgeons and anaesthetists that work at Braemar also work at the public hospital. So they do most of their lists at the public hospital and then they come to Braemar and do their private lists. So for them, it was a great place. They could oh, just pop across the road. And, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, don't need to worry about parking or anything. You're just walking yep. back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So so that's so that's why it's where it is. Um, and the Braemar Charitable Trust is the 100% shareholder and owner of, of the hospital. So a lot of people don't realise that it is a charitable um, hospital. Um, they, th- they think as a private hospital it's a commercial hospital but it's owned by a charitable trust and that charitable trust um, was created 50 years ago. We're 50 this year so this is wow. our um, 50th year birthday. Hasn't been much of a birthday because we had lots of things planned but lots of things have been cancelled unfortunately but I think that's the same for most people. Yes. Um, so we've yeah we've uh, been around for 50 years as a charitable trust. The, the, the doctors at the time then gifted the hospital to the trust. Oh wow! So the doctors at the time had had a share in the hospital originally, and then thought this charitable model would be a, I suppose, a robust long term model as well for yeah, the absolutely, hospital. yeah. And and I think at that time, um, back in nineteen seventy. 
uh, things were getting quite tight in terms of the changes to the private hospitals and yeah. the public hospital setup, and it became the taxes and the the charges and the costs, etc., of carrying on and yeah. being able to compete and, and retain the quality of the services, the, the equipment yeah. to the level that was needed was getting uh, pretty complicated. So they they gifted it to a charitable trust with the intention that over time, as the hospital um, you know, continue to uh, to be profitable and and more profitable over time. That the it would be able to do a number of charitable activities. So, as the as the profit grew, so did the charitable activities. But yeah, um, probably the reason why um, not a lot of people realise much about the trust is that we've been relatively quiet because mm. all the money of the trust has been tied up in the new hospital build. Yes. So they owned all they loaned all their money um, yep. to the hospital for when it built where it is now and had gradually been paying that loan back to the trust. So the trust was relatively inactive. It was doing yes. a few bits and pieces it was in, the, in the area of medical research. Um, but once that loan was paid back, then the trust really needed to, that was the new phase of yeah. its development and think about what it meant strategically going forward. It makes a lot of sense that the trust put that money in for the build. You know, I mean, absolutely beautiful, purpose-built facility um the proximity as you say is mm. you couldn't have got any better could absolutely you absolutely no you know, it's just <laughs> perfect it's absolutely bang on so um and it's a fantastic facility um i'm lucky enough not to have needed an operation but i have dropped some people in there and, mm. and really is um a, a fantastic space thank you yeah. so so now then that the trust is in this really interesting position i suppose where you're starting to um generate a little more perhaps of that revenue after that loan's sort of coming back and you're looking at, well, what do we do? Yep, that's and right. You've, you've had a little bit of work in some strategic planning um, not so long ago as well, eh? And what, what sort of came out of that? So, yeah, we, we basically, once the loan was paid, we realised that, because the trust only met sort of probably um, four times a year, yeah. uh, made up of uh, lay members and medical associates. So there's so there's certainly a high blend, yeah, yeah. of, of um, skill sets there. And we realised as we got more money, we needed to be more strategic. So we had a, a strategic planning session. We went back to our charitable purpose, which is very much um, underpinned by five charitable pillars. Mm-hmm. So that's... Um, medical research, um, uh, education, training, professional development, um, charitable surgeries through the hospital, the the catch-all, the other charitable purposes to um, improve health outcomes, and the ownership of the hospital. So those are what we call our five pillars. And so what we did was we said, right, how do we look at those and then work with communities to say, how do we improve health outcomes under each of those pillars, but looking more outward of Braemar Hospital we still invest in the hospital. We still, you know, want to keep it as a centre of excellence and make yeah. sure that that you know, it's a great place for patients, yeah. doctors, and and of course you you're constantly going to need upgrades. Eh? I mean, yep. things don't just kind of stay that's, static. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And yeah. new technology and coming very out. Expensive. Oh, especially in the <laughs> medical space, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah, crazy definitely. expensive. Yeah. Um, but it is, I mean, it's such a fantastic opportunity for the Waikato as well to have a, you know, highly resourced facility right in the heart of kind of our community. So I think we are extremely fortunate to have a Brema here. Yeah. Are there Bremers other where or is this, is this it? Uh, there are other private hospitals um, in New Zealand, but not many that have the model that we have. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Southern Cross Hospital is owned by an incorporated society. So they are a charitable hospital as well, but they're much 
bigger, much different yeah. model um, and have obviously multiple hospitals across the country. Yeah. The one that's probably most similar to, our, to us is St George's in Wellington, uh, in, sorry, in Christchurch. Yeah. Um, again, and they have, um, they're a private hospital that's a charitable trust as well and they have a slightly different structure than ours but they're probably the most similar mm. um, because yeah it is kind of unique because it's quite hard to like you say with the infrastructure the cost the, yes. the equipment you've got to keep it at that level otherwise yeah. Yeah. You, you know you, you're and, not and providing the safe and that's right you, know, you, you don't want to put anybody at risk service. you know that's particularly right. in this space yeah yeah so so yeah so that so that's definitely a, a, a fundamental piece of the trust is, is you know making sure that the hospitals are you know um, in a strong position like that from equipment mm. and in a, in a great place for patient care but we really really wanted to look outward like I say and work with communities yeah. and I think the, the first place that we we've been um, investing in um, research for quite some time um, and that's been predominantly through the Waikato Medical Research Foundation the trust has always had a relationship with them and yeah. have, have gifted um, grants to them we now have that formalised in a, in a MOU Fantastic. where we have a, a Braemar Research Scholarship so they specifically send our way um, applications that meet our charitable purpose mm. which are really about um, you know addressing inequities and um, and removing barriers to access so research yeah. just really underpins that um, I didn't even mm. know we had a Waikato medical research space oh, okay you know yeah. so I mean that that in itself is interesting is it is it based up at Waikato hospital or is it the university or where, where is that uh, no that so that's an independent wow. organization yeah Vakakas is a chair of that oh yes um, yeah so well known to the not-for-profit absolutely sector. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they um they have a fund and then they have a funding round so they yeah. and the, the, you know their strategy is to um grow research in this region yeah and so they a lot of it's funded either through university research or hospital-based research but it's in it's in health and medical so that was a really natural place for us to align ourselves yeah. with um and you know we'd like to in future perhaps look at how we can u- utilize our hospital facility to enable some of that research because we're yeah. really into using our resources our people as well as our facilities to um, improve Mm. you know um, both those outcomes but also provide opportunities for new researchers to, to actually learn about how to re- yeah. go about research so there's kind of a capability Building element sort of, to it as yeah. well yeah so that's certainly that so that's one area that we're really um, growing um, but probably the flagship one for us is um, the charitable surgeries that oh, we do. That, I yeah. was getting to that because yeah. um, that really piqued my interest what mm. do you mean by charitable mm-hmm. surgeries and what sort of qualifies for that Okay, so it's something the trust has always done, but they've very much been driven by the surgeon referring um, a patient that they see to the trust for mm. charitable funding. And the criteria has been uh, someone who um, has, a, has a condition, and it's usually not an, a life-threatening one, but it's a life-limiting one or, yep. or one that someone's living in pain. Because um, li- life-threatening would generally mean they would have access through the public health system yes, for support, correct. wouldn't it? Yep, yeah, correct. And so I think as the pressure on the public system has yes. grown and the waiting lists have grown, so what we're looking at are people who have perhaps been told, well, um, in, in inverted commas here, yes. pe- people can't see that you know they're not serious enough to be seen in a in a really yep. timely way, and they may be told that they've got a twelve month waiting list. So, but but whatever that they're suffering from is actually impacting on their quality of life or their ability to work or care for their mm. family, that kind of thing. So those are the types of um, patients that we've been 
him having referrals from, and 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 people who you know don't have the financial means to pay for private yeah. care or it's not covered by ACC, you know those yeah. kinds of things. So, the surgeon um, historically had been referring those patients to the trust. The trust would fund their in-hospital care. The surgeon would donate their time pro bono, oh, and the wow. anaesthetist would as well so it was kind of a real team effort yeah absolutely um, it's quite and, a collaboration yeah so that was how it was done historically and I guess the trust felt um, for quite some time that that was only really one avenue to identify um, mm. I guess needy or where, where there's unmet need not needy patients but more where there's unmet need was yes. what, what we've called it so we want we've now been engaging with at a GP and a dentist level because we also do oral surgery because they are the ones who understand yeah. the needs of their communities and they're, they're seeing the patients that are not making it through. I mean, we've had GPs say, you know, there's been patients where they've said to them, look, if we refer you, you might not be seen for 18 months. And so they've sort of said, do you want us to refer you? Yeah. And so uh, those are the sorts of patients um, that we are looking at. Yeah. I mm. love how you said dental care there as well. It's, yeah. it's just such it's a big huge. space, eh? Yeah, it is. Particularly for, for um, you know, young tamariki children under five, um, yeah. there's a huge waiting list in the public um, at the moment just yeah. because of pressures in the system. And we've got a paediatric dentist as one of our medical associates, Katie Ears. Um, Katie's done a lot of procedures for young children um, through her practice and we've seen them at Braemar because quite often they need general anaesthetic so yes. that's the other criteria that, that if they need general anaesthetic then that's that you know we can see them as part of our program yeah yeah um, but if they need you know a, a local where they would be seen at a dentist we they, they don't fit our criteria yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah but yeah we're, we're seeing a lot of a lot of children in that space so that's that's kind of our flagship activity and the one that we really that's unique to us um, yeah, and so we're we're running along a similar model to the Canterbury Charity Hospital. I'm not sure if people know that you know that they're um, they do about two thousand odd procedures a year. That's that's huge mm, number. How yeah. how many are you guys doing? Where are you at? Um, well, we haven't done you know huge numbers up till this point because we've had funding course, restrictions. Yes. <laughs> but at the moment, we've actually been seeing in the last little while we've had a, quite a big explosion. Um, probably <laughs> two or three a week. Wow. We've been getting yeah. in terms of referrals. Yeah, mostly mostly paediatric dental, um, other minor procedures like you know um, uh, hernias, yes. minor minor orthopedic sort of hands, wrists, feet, that kind of thing. Um, skin tear, you know, minor plastics, things mm. like that. So we we we're not in a position obviously to fund, and we wouldn't um, fund things like heart surgery and hip replacements and major yeah. orthopedics, but certainly the minor. Um, yeah. your carpal tunnel type thing, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, is yeah, the things that are making, you know, that that are quite uncomfortable that people have to yeah. kind of live with the pain, pain with. Yeah. Mm. Um, and as you say, life limiting. Mm. You know. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So, um, if people have medical insurance, you can get medical insurance kind of with any cover, and that would cover you for Braemar. Is that is that how it works? Yeah, that's correct. So, if if someone has um, private medical insurance, whether it be with Southern Cross or another provider, um, they can actually choose to come to Braemar. You know, as the as their place of of to have their surgery. So a lot of people don't realise that when they get it's referred ex- by their GP. I didn't frame it well, but that is exactly what I was asking right. actually. So, yeah. yeah. So if you go to your GP and you need to have some surgery, um, most people think, oh, okay, I've got Southern Cross Health Insurance, so that means I have to go to Southern Cross. Well, you know, you you can actually say, well, yeah. actually, I'd quite like to go to Braemar or 
um, you know, another private hospital, um, but people don't necessarily realise yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah so, that, so that is an option. And I think where we want to be is um, going forward is that people realise that by actually choosing Braemar, they're actually con- some of their, their their money is actually going back into community oh, health. Absolutely. In um, our charitable activities because... Yeah, that, mm. I personally find that hugely motivating. Yeah. Great reason yeah. to, to go private if I could possibly you know, afford it, yeah. depending on what was needed. Mm. Mm. Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the scholarship opportunities. Sounds great. Thanks, Fantastic. Holly.
always something there to remind me. And I'm with Paula uh, from Bremer Trust, having a conversation about the amazing work, actually, of Bremer. Um, it is really exciting work. It is. It's um, some great opportunities, but in particular, we're turning now to the scholarship opportunities, and you have five specific scholarships um, on offer through the course of the year. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yep. yep. So we're looking at 2022 at this point. Yes, we are. We've got yeah, we've got one that we've that we that we granted this year. Yes. Um, but we've got. Um, five that'll be well three actually this year but and then five next year cool so let's have a bit of a chat about what they are and where the opportunity is for people okay so we have a um, a, a gift agreement we've called it with the University of Waikato so what we've done is we've provided um, so there's there's three like we said firstly there's a Bachelor of Health which is the new degree that's I think only um, two years old so we granted one of those to um, Karen Turanga this year she was the first recipient of the Braemar Charitable Trust Health Bachelor of Health um, Scholarship. Fantastic. Uh, so that's for $10,000, plus there's also the opportunity for some work placement for four weeks, up to four weeks in Braemar Hospital. Oh, wow. So, so that in itself would be a huge gift, you wouldn't it? You know, that opportunity to... Oh, to, to work from that space absolutely yeah. and to learn what it would be like to work yeah. in that health setting and I think that was really important to us and the trustees that it wasn't just a transaction of money yeah. it was actually a, a, a capability building yes. yeah. um, that we were able to offer someone the opportunity to experience and work and get and, and get something for their CV and mm. so that it was had a bigger impact um, and we've you know we've kept up with Karen to find out how she's doing and yeah. you know, that kind of thing and also um, it gives her a chance to talk to practitioners and clinicians and that yeah. kind of thing. So so there's one of those a year, yeah, um, one next year and one the year after. Okay. So that's for a second year Bachelor of um, Health student. For the first time next year, we'll be offering one to a second year Bachelor of Nursing student. So that oh, was the degree that's obviously started this year. Yes. Um, and going forward, there'll be one next year and the one uh, yep. the year after. And then, you know, we'll be look, we're looking at extending those into the future. But uh, that's where they are at the moment. Same principles, $10,000 plus yeah. the opportunity for some work experience. Great. Um, and then the I guess the one I really wanted to kind of push in this forum was yeah. the Master of Business Administration that we are wanting to um, provide, which is a full scholarship worth $40,000 over two years. So wow. um, it's $20,000 a year and to yes. do the MBA program. So we're really, really pitching this at a transformational leader that's working in the community not-for-profit space who may not get the opportunity to do an MBA because yeah. of the cost. Um, and someone who's working you know, frontline, dealing with um, communities where there's you know, poorest health outcomes or, yes. um, you know, equity issues and access issues. So we're really pitching it at someone who's working in that space just to really help them grow their capability and also um, provide the, the, them the opportunity to do more. Wow. And through that, um, get to, to, for us to learn as well, to help inform our charitable activities. So um, hopefully their final project that they need to do as part of that could be pitched around something that would give us some intelligence around yeah. some other areas of unmet need that we could look at funding in other ways, yes. whether it be research or um, so. 
that's that's, that's a, a really that's big one, yeah. and it's so that's open. Um, well, all of those three scholarships are open until the end of January, so we really, really, really um, encourage anyone who's interested yeah. to apply. And they jump on your website for that, Brama Trust. Um, there's some information on our website and Facebook page and LinkedIn yeah. pages, so please follow us. Yes, um, but it's the University of Waikato scholarship portal they'll be on there so if you if you get jump on there you'll see all three scholarships and the criteria around that so main criteria really that the um that the recipients live in the Waikato region they yes. have the intention of staying in this region because we want to be you know yes building it's about investing in, in this into, region into this region yeah um and that they are perhaps um from a, a background where they're underrepresented in their yes. in that sector so it's yeah that's quite broad so Fantastic. Yeah. That's mm. a hugely exciting opportunity. And um, yeah, so a $40,000 scholarship for two years study, 20000 a year, an MBA mm-hmm. for a frontline sort of not-for-profit individual. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is very exciting. It is really exciting. I'm yeah. going to start looking around, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder tapping. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, so you said five, so that's mm-hmm. our, our three. What are the other two that are coming up? Okay, so the other two are um, student research scholarships, and they are for um, students working in health. They may not be from... Uh, they may not be at uh, the University of Waikato. They could be um, at medical school in Auckland or Otago, or another, you know they could be doing a health degree mm. somewhere elsewhere. But they might, but they live here in this oh, region, okay. yep. and they need to do research as part of their um, their program. So it's an opportunity to through the university again. Um, the uh, university puts forward some research topics. And then the stu- and students are invited to apply for those. Yeah. And again, the, the topics are ones that um, help us to Im- improve our work. So they're, yes. they're all targeted at um, reducing barriers, um, identifying areas of unmet need mm-hmm. and researching into those. So there's, a, there's one at the moment that um, is being performed that looks at the relationship between um, dental health and um, heart um, mm. and cardio um, you know, disease and and things. So there's kind of, it's it's those uh, types, types of research. So there's two of those. They're ten thousand dollars, and um, people that would be looking at those would need to apply again through the university. Yes. Um, and researchers again, it's about building capability and research for yeah. these students and giving them an opportunity. So. So yep. as you say, though, people can access more information online. Can you give us um, the details of the social media and your website? Sure. So the web- our website is Braemar Trust, so www.braemartrust um, will take you to our website. Yes. Um, and pretty much same with LinkedIn. It's it's the Braemar Trust and um, Facebook Bra- is you know, Braemar Trust. Trust. You'll find us there. And, and Braemar is spelt a little differently, I suppose, yes, it is. from phonetically. Yes, so it's B-R-A-E. <laughs> M A R trust yep. yeah Braemar Scottish. Um, I th- I think it is a really fantastic opportunity, and it's going to be exciting to see the impact that this has in the Waikato region. Mm-hmm. I'd be really keen to get you back actually once um once you guys have sort of had a couple of these sort of go through and and come on board just Sounds to talk great. about the impact and of course Absolutely. to encourage people for the next round. Of, Absolutely, yeah. Sounds great because the future's looking wonderful for it you is. guys. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank you. No, it's been great to actually have you here um, and to learn a bit more about Braemar because I, I, yeah, certainly have had my eyes open today and um, I think we're extremely lucky here in the Waikato to have such an amazing facility.
Mm. Thank you. Yep. That's um that's us for another week. So do go check out Bremer Trust. Um, jump online, uh, Google it. I'm sure it will come up in all the different ways. And absolutely, if you've got that interest in health and particularly outcomes for um, people who's not always get their health outcomes mm-hmm. met, then mm-hmm. absolutely um, put your put your hand up and see what you can do. That's us for another week. You've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato, Free FM 89.0. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.